Hello and welcome to the Medical Consulting Group Podcast. This is a new episode that is part of our efficiency series. This series highlights innovative technologies that can help practices become more operationally efficient. My name is Fielding. I'm your host. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. My guests today are Ryan Schumacher, founder and CEO of Satisfied Patient, and Bill Rayburn, managing principal here at Medical Consulting Group. Ryan, let's start with you. If you could please um, introduce yourself and tell us a bit about Satisfied Patient, what it is and what problems it solves. Thank you, Fielding. At Satisfied Patient, we are an online reputation management company and leader in patient insights. We're helping ophthalmic practices and ophthalmologists improve and control their online reputation, but we really take it a step further. So not only are we collecting online reviews, We're helping them acquire new patients, recover lost revenue, and improve every patient experience with customized insights. One of the graphics I saw on your website that caught my eye was the at-risk revenue graphic. This is where you quantify how many dollars a practice could be missing out on. How does satisfied patient identify missed revenue? Yeah, I think the, the easy thing that everyone sees is patient growth. And as a business owner myself, um, and Bill, you know, you with Medical Consulting Group, you know, it's it's great to have new clients. Uh, just like ophthalmic practices are excited about having new patients. The challenge is when you have ten new patients walking in the front door, but twenty patients walking out the back door. Um, that's you're losing patients. And so the big thing that we help practices do in addition to the online review space is to identify how many patients they're actually losing uh, per month. And then the approach from there, once we discover that number at each location and each practice, we wanna try and reduce that number over time. Uh, That's how you really maintain long-term profitability and growth. You know, that's interesting metric to even um, think about kind of analyzing because it's probably not done by a lot of owners and practices. You know, it's probably not a number that A, they think of or definitely B, that they're actively analyzing. That's right. And it's, you know, most commonly known as churn. Uh, So patient churn, and that's how many patients are you losing? And we've got a free worksheet on our website, and it's probably one of the simplest exercises to do. And you simply, you know, run every, you know, practice management system, EHR, you know, assigns a patient, a a patient ID, just like your social security number, right? And you simply can go in and you can go into your system and you can export, you know, how many patients you have with that unique number. And you paste that into this spreadsheet that we've built with all these automatic calculations in it already. And you do that from one year to the next, and it'll automatically calculate your churn rate for you. And so, again, that's a free resource that we have on our website, just one of the many things we do. But the reason we share that free resource is obviously because we want practices to use it and understand these numbers, because you're right, Fielding. Most practices are not looking at this specific number uh, for their practice. You know, I can see them only focusing on growth, but not even considering what they're leaving on the table day in and day out. Um, Talk a bit about the importance of actionable patient feedback and how that can be used to improve operational efficiency. Even more important than online reviews 
is actionable patient feedback. So if you think about it in terms of uh, being a high performing practice, right? So let's just say that you're 4.9 rated on Google uh, or Facebook, for example, and you've got three, four or 500 reviews. That's great, right? Those reviews are going to continue to come in with satisfied patient. You're going to continue to have a ton of positive feedback online, but the real gold is buried in the internal feedback that you get. And so through satisfied patient, you're getting actionable feedback. And, you know, I think one of the things, this service, there's a, there's a lot of competition in this space. Um, but unfortunately, a lot of the competitors have a big red button, uh, which we know human psychology, right? People don't want to click red. Um, so they don't want to click on that button that says, give me a feedback privately, right? And so they're deterring the actionable feedback from coming into their practice to help them. And so we actually encourage it. So we take the opposite approach uh, because we're of the mindset that an unhappy patient is someone who is going to, you know, potentially ruin that practice long term. They're going to tell more people than the, than the happy patient, as we all know from all those studies that have already been done. And so getting the actionable feedback and determining what your top opportunities are inside your practice is really key so again, that long-term profitability and that long-term uh, growth. We want that upward hockey stick projection and we want churn or patient churn to continue to go down. You know, I almost look at it in a way as the saying of not being able to see the, the forest for the trees, getting that kind of outside perspective, that honest feedback is going to be something that you, you can't do on your own. And so if you're not, you know, actively engaging that channel of information, then you're not probably not going to get it and you're probably going to affect your growth and improvement. Felding, you hit the nail on the head and it's, uh, you know, it's about efficiencies, right? So the reason for this podcast, sharing these efficiencies, practices are busy, right? Doctors are busy. Techs are busy. Administrators are busy. COOs are busy. Marketing directors are busy. Everyone's busy. So when you plug satisfied patient into your practice, the benefit of this is we do all the work for you. So we automate the delivery of the survey out. We're also delivering, you know, monthly customized insights reporting, which no one in the industry is doing at this time. And it's really transformational. So we're doing the heavy lifting for you. We're identifying the opportunities. So you're not chasing things that, you know, someone may have thought, oh, this is a big deal, but is it really? You know, how many patient verbatims or how many patients have commented about that, right? right. Um, so the fact that a truck is parked in front of your entryway might be a big deal for the minute, but, you know, let's focus on the wait time aspect, you know, inside the practice, which may be more important than the truck that's parked in front of the sidewalk, which is still an issue. Don't get me wrong, but it's it's not a big issue uh, that we need to solve. Um, talk about, you know, something you see as an obvious opportunity within an ophthalmic practice concerning the patient experience and how how important that is now in kind of the modern setting for success for a practice. Patients have choices right? And we help all of our practices and clients with the entire patient experience. And it's everything from setting expectations uh, through, we have an insights meeting uh, with our clients that we do. And during that, we're sharing best practices about the patient experience. And the number one top opportunity in the ophthalmic community with the patient experience continues to be wait time. And wait time is because of many things. Uh, number one, there's a shortage of 
ophthalmologist. Uh, number two, everybody's got a set of eyes and there's a big demand. There's an aging population as well. So there's a lot of reasons why that is occurring and why there is a, a demand and why wait time is the number one pain point. And so one of the things, uh, I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. And the biggest thing we say to our clients is to set the expectation because if that patient shows up at your practice and they're waiting 45 minutes before they see their provider and they're unaware of that, that is going to compound any additional issue or opportunity that they have. So if they have an issue with the tech, right, or they feel like the doctor maybe didn't ask them if they had any questions and they didn't feel like they had a thorough exam, that wait time is going to compound that other a challenge that was identified, right? Or the other challenge that occurred. So it's a compounding problem, number one. And so the easiest way to address wait time, and again, it's probably the hardest thing to do uh, because there's not a lot of scripts in place in some practices, for example. And by scripts, I mean scripts for when you're scheduling your appointment, what do they say during that scheduling process to set that expectation on wait time? What do they say at the front desk when I check in to set the expectation on wait time. And the interesting thing about this is if you think about this from your competitor's perspective, right? So let's say I have a large ophthalmic practice and I'm not setting that expectation on my patients are leaving. As a result, they're gonna go find someone else and they go across the street to my competitor, let's say, and they're visiting with the competitor, they've made an appointment and that competitor just tells them, hey, you should expect a two-hour experience at your appointment today. They set that expectation during the scheduling process and when they check in, they've set that expectation because guess what? There's gonna be a wait across the street as well and it really boils down to which practice communicates and sets the expectation on wait time with their patients. And the practice that does that is the practice that's gonna win and they're gonna have less patients leaving to seek other opportunities. You know, Ryan, you mentioned uh, patients have options, and they do, obviously. How do we use your technology with our digital platforms, our websites, to um, improve search engine optimization and also to give people kind of a, a score? I mean, I think a lot of times these days we, we look at ratings to make determinations if you know, we don't have any other, enough other information to help us make that decision. Yeah, great, great question, Bill. And, and you're right, right? Everyone's looking at online reviews, making their purchasing decisions, whether, whether they're buying a product off of Amazon or, or they're shopping for their healthcare, like we're talking about here. And, you know, one of the things uh, that we offer that, you know, we've collaborated on uh, successfully, Bill, with you is a, a review widget. And so, one of the beautiful things, you know, and again, not to get too nerdy here, but, you know, as Google crawls your website and is looking for new, fresh content on your website, we plug in the satisfied patient widget to that. And it auto populates five star reviews uh, from your patients talking about how great the physicians are. So using the physician's name, using the practice name, using the key services such as cataract surgery dry eye, LASIK, et cetera. So as they're using those keywords, they're pulled into your site. Google recognizes it as fresh new content, and that slowly starts to move you up 
the organic ranking on Google. So it's a beautiful thing. Um, but again, you know, you can't have, you know, we can obviously plug that in anywhere, but you can't get those positive five-star reviews without delivering an amazing patient experience. And so that's the underlying factor. And you're right, Bill, you know, the power of Google is transformational. Uh, for a practice, and you've got to be looking at your website. You've got to see how it functions. You've got to make sure it's optimized and it's constantly being fine-tuned for SEO. I mean, it's amazing still how important reviews have become and they continue to become more and more important. You know, I, I read them and I post them. The other day, Google Maps sent me an email with a subject line that read, your reviews are really popular on Google Maps. And I opened the email and it had an overview of all of my posted reviews and how many times they've been viewed and read. And my most popular review had been read over 9,000 times. Um, and just based off that one review, it would be safe to say that I've influenced dozens, if not hundreds of transactions um, off of one review. It's amazing. Absolutely. And the, and the inverse of that too, right? So if you don't think about the positive aspect of it, you think about the negative aspect. And so, you know, many of us, you know, some of us on this podcast, our methodology to looking at reviews may be to sort by negative reviews and see what the negative reviews are. How has that practice responded? Do Have they responded, right? So if I'm not responding to my negative review, does that mean they don't care? What if I go there and, my, and I have a bad experience? Are they going to care about me? So it right. starts to open up that question uh, inside the patient's mind, and it could be problematic you know, for them selecting your practice based on how you respond. So you're right. They're absolutely influencing uh, decisions across the, uh, the patient journey. Awesome. Well, I think with that, we will conclude this episode of the Medical Consulting Group podcast. Thank you to Ryan and Bill. And thank you for listening. We hope you learned something today. Till next time.